0: Come one, come all to our stupendous and revolutionary new magic. No doubt to all but a few, my panoply of wares bear too great a semblance to the supernatural, and offers the possibility of arcane miracles. But even the shrewd will tell that the occult artifice behind them are beyond even their ken. That is why
1: I will only invite the bravest of wizards to even approach my wares. <laughs>
0: What a silly little stale strategy. His claim that his wares are supernatural is simply to make his trinkets more appealing for the uneducated in the mystic arts. Most people with magics do not even know what the term supernatural means. What? You two do not know either. I guess I need to educate you while I continue
1: my shopping. Using my actual magics, I shall steal his thunder by quaking the veil to listen to ramble Shrump.
0: Good day everybody welcome to another episode of ramble shamble today i'm joined again by my most frequent co-host because he's my only co-host Mackie.
1: hey we have a number of people that come on this show so don't don't, don't blame me that i'm on the most frequent i feel like we're partners in crime <laughs> but
0: they but they are guests they're not they're not co-hosts there's True. i think there's True. a difference between the two
1: no, 100% I can agree with that.
0: But this February is known as the month of love. And that's when we are recording this. But I don't really go with those lovey-dovey vibes in February. Um, in fact, most of the time, I... M- most of the year, I don't really go with those lovey-dovey kind of vibes. I, I tend to to be a bit of a grave person. And <laughs> <laughs> I frequently indulge in things that... Are frightening and that other people would find too too creepy to listen to in the late hours of the evening, although that's when I prefer to listen to them myself. But before we get to that, we are Ramble Tramble, and everybody who is listening to us right now can find us on various different social media platforms. Um, Mackie, exactly where can they find us?
1: Well, guys, if you have not been listening to our previous episodes, please just listen to this little segment and then you can basically but we don't recommend it because we do speak a lot of interesting things and maybe it interests you but guys there's a we have different social medias twitter we've been a lot more po- uh posting there more regularly we've got our youtube we got uh, oh, this podcast is also streamed to mo- pretty much every podcasting platform there is so it's quite convenient for you guys to just quickly type ramble shamble and check out check out whatever podcasting platform that you enjoy it maybe it's spotify maybe it's pocket Pocket podcast maybe it's podcast addict maybe it's apple it is we pretty much everywhere to make it as convenient for you guys to listen and maybe give us that nice five star rating thumbs up great comment saying this is the best you've ever listened to and you share it with everyone around you now i'm just speaking a whole bunch of like a wish list if you do if you may say that but we also have a way for you guys to interact with us in a more personal level whether it's through youtube comments which again is limiting but join our discord where again you can play games with us chat with us maybe you participate in a podcast episode or two maybe share your different ideas but ultimately to share your answers to the end of to episode end question episode of of every episode where we ask you a simple question maybe not so simple but maybe a question that makes you think and say hmm I would like to see what they think about this topic and talk about it in a smaller episode what is that smaller episode called
0: so we have this other playlist full of these smaller episodes and that plan- playlist is called ramble shrapnel again that's a because it's a little bit or piece of the bigger episodes and from the responses that you guys give us either as an answer to one of the questions that we ask or just i don't know some some random comment that you might throw at us and that we find to be interesting we, we just talk about that for a little bit, 10 to 15, maybe even 20 minutes on the larger side. But uh, that's how we like you guys to contribute towards the content that we make. And we really enjoy to see what your guys' perspectives are as well. So please let us know and respond in any kind of way to the question. Okay. Please don't be be an ass, but um, <laughs> respond in a way that that you find to be interesting.
1: Oh, you can all, you can respond as being an ass, but just respond to the question afterwards. So you can say, oh, I think both of them lose. And then, you, and then like maybe a, a comment or two later, you say, I think Jotun won. Or I think Mackie <laughs> the magnificent one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, getting back to creepy things. Now I don't know if it's really creepy. Okay well for most people it would be. But I am really really fascinated by supernatural things and supernatural creatures. And when I introduced this topic to you tell me did you find any kind of distinction about or between supernatural creatures and other kinds of creatures?
1: I know where you're trying to lead this conversation to. <laughs> <laughs> I know fully. Where, uh, so I just want to make a I'm note not, I'm here, not going argue, to argue,
0: argue with you, but I, I would like to see what you're able to extract.
1: So audience, I, I just want to state here that in a previous episode, Jotun complained and made a big huff of me restricting him of what we can and cannot research about the perfect animal that we think is the smartest and he says, Oh look so you're so restricted. Now he's did the same thing to me and it was a little bit more like ambiguous. So Jotun made the distinction between cryptic cryptics and supernatural creatures. And when I so me being less informative than him, less informed, sorry, less informed. I searched up the definition of what a cryptid is and basically landed up stating it's a it's a creature that has No scientific disproof or scientific scientific proof of its its existence. Now, that's quite a broad definition because that means that anything based like from a unicorn to anything really that we have no proof of it being existent nor disproves its its existence falls under the category, whether that be werewolf, vampire, etc, etc, etc. But then I did some more digging and uh, pounded on Jotun's door saying give me something that makes this definition more refined because what's the difference between one and two between supernatural and cryptid. And I landed up on a Reddit post, which was very amusing because the, a similar person said, so this is the definition of what a cryptid is. And it goes on asking people what's, classif- what's the distinction between supernatural creature and a cryptid. And they go- some people say, Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's based on their origin of where they came from. So if they were folklore or not, or if they were more recent, or if they fall under a separate category, which falls under like supernatural evil creatures like Slender Man. He doesn't, Slender Man doesn't fall under supernatural or cryptid. And it, it, it goes on, on and on and on. But the one definition that brought like calmness to my mind was thanks to Jotun. But also this other comment that came from that same Reddit post stating supernatural, very basic, is anything that involves magic or something that kind of clearly dist- that's not, it's more, it's said, st- encrypted is less magical. So it's that's how I understand it at least. So anything that involves like really something, an influence of magic or some supernatural power comes into the form or more towards supernatural and cryptid is something that's more tangible. So something that we have a belief that it does exist, but it has no like supernatural or magical influence in it. So Medusa, in a way, could be classified as a supernatural creature. That was a big rant from myself. <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's that's that that's a nice way of describing it. I'm glad that you were able to to walk a bit of a a long road in order to reach that conclusion. So, but but that that is also how mainly how I look at it myself. So if they Um, If we're looking at something like a Sasquatch, right, Mm -mm. then most of the encounters and the beliefs about them have to do with something that we would describe as the world of reality, this this physical world in which we live. And all of the signs of their presence are things which would come about from a physical being of some sort. But that's before we get to what some people claim of there being like a link to UFOs and aliens and things of that kind. But if, if I look, I'm not a betting man. But if I were a betting man, I would say that Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, and all of those things are actually cryptids.
1: Yeah. yeah like the
0: animals that we just haven't found yet.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that for the people who who claim that they have something to do with aliens, it's something interesting to listen to. But by the principle of Occam's razor, I would rather think that aliens would be investigating those those that cryptid, rather than being like a slave of them or something. But anyway, that's not uh, what we're going to look at today because I told you specifically we're not doing cryptids and we're not doing the paranormal today. Today, we're going to be looking at supernatural creatures. I asked you for two different types and I said to you that there would be a bit of a mystery question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to let you take the stage for the first one, which is... What is the most likely supernatural creature that you can think of or find or research or experience?
1: Okay, so first off, I have to ask you a set of questions just to confirm your identity, Jotun. So Jotun, when you tested when you went to go check out your blood pressure, would you say it was low, like quite low compared to the average Joe?
0: I don't like where this is going, but yes. <gasps> actually, actually my my uh, pulses. Uh, exceptionally low.
1: Okay, and would you say you have good eyesight? Yes. Would you say you have good hearing? Yes. Oh man, I'm
0: ticking boxes here. Jeez.
1: Would you say you have a, a little bit more interest in space and have a higher understanding of space compared to the average Joe? Yes. Well, now I'm even more concerned on your identity, Hilton, because you've just ticked all boxes of... Being considered a reptil- reptilian or a lizard man in disguise as a human. Your signs of where lizard men. I don't know if you've heard of them. The maybe I, I suspect you have because I, I when I was looking at the signs of identifying, you ticked awfully a lot of those boxes because I don't tick all those boxes anymore because I'm foshy, I'm short sighted, so I don't have good eyesight, so I don't I take that box anymore. And my blood pressure is generally average. And you just committed on live podcast that your blood pressure is unusually low.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not 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 only that, I'm going to steel man your argument here. Although I neither confirm nor deny anything. Okay. I also get cold very easily and yep. hate being in cold places. Yeah. I I languish in the sun and actually <laughs> become hyper in the sun compared to other people who um, might feel less energy when they get a bit too hot (laughs) and i have been known to occasionally just flick out my tongue every now and then (laughs) no that's just that 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 last one isn't true but all the rest are yeah those are true and just just so just just for the audience at home as well I think my resting heart rate, uh, like if it gets measured while I'm sleeping, is something like forty-six or something like that. That's good. And even, yeah, and even if I just like relax with meditating or something like that, then it's like in the low fifties. So it is, it is good, but I I have to be careful because any lower than that, and it could actually be a health risk.
1: Oh, I can imagine. Or you get to that perfect Zen state where like, you reach ultimate, like, human, like, you're just, like, perfectly in sync with your body. Like, it's neither yeah. death or or alive. So, you're, like, you're just in the perfect state where your body's, like, in perfect harmony with
0: everything. And then, 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 and then it's, like, no heart rate. Because, like, there's nothing wrong. But yeah. why does the heart even need to? It's, it's just chilled. It's just there.
1: would be the perfect person to bring along in, like, a zombie apocalypse where they, like, base everything by, like, heartbeats and pulse. You'd, like, be invisible to everyone. you will be, like, casually walking through the crowds of screaming people and you're, like, just walking there with your hands clasped together, all zen-like, and then everyone's like, why is he not, like, being targeted by the zombies and, like, zombies can't see at all?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has ascended.
1: (laughs) Yes, 100%. Okay, so for the ones at home, Lizard people are basically the conspiracy where humanity is controlled, a bit like Illuminati, but Illuminati would be the lizard people. So pe- uh, lizard people, are by basic description, are humanoid in nature, much uh, considered, I would say, 50% bigger than a normal human, and have a reptile head, normally a snake head. It could be a lizard head, but generally a snake head. And these creatures have been claimed to come from out of space and started uh, came to Earth in the very early evolution and they orchestrated a lot of things from the behind the scenes assuming identities because they have the power of shapeshifting so they can shapeshift into someone or some people like to say that they kill the person and take their skin and wear their skin so that, that that's a possibility but lizard people the reason why I'm so based on your Tim's quick topic here is that what is the most likely I think out of all the supernatural creatures lizard people seems the most possible because they have this the the way that they structure lizard people is very much like there's a higher order of something controlling the rest of the populace and I have to admit that I believe that there is a higher order beyond just our uh, presidents or leaders where there's a higher financial organization or some higher group that are in the, the top elite and they just dictate everything. And I have to admit that I got that kind of like realization from the show, uh, from Netflix. I think it's with, uh, without a job or it's, it's, it's the super she's a stinky name. And it always happens mm. when you're on when <laughs> I'm busy recording and it's like, Fip, I know this name. I'm going to mention it in the show. And then I forget the name. But it's a very good show where it's all about like the secret behind the scenes of what's actually happening around behind the controlling government. And it's an animated show. I think it's without a job, it's something like that. Inside Job. That's it. Thank you. Inside oh, yeah. Job. And a very good Netflix show that I really enjoy. And one of the controlling parties of Behind There, including the Illuminati, are the Lizard People. And. In a way, what, what
0: what are the other people called? The the, the ones that aren't the Illuminati, but um, the uh, order
1: itself. Yes, uh, flip. I, yes, I haven't watched it in a while. I know season two came out recently uh, but I have not watched. Let's it Let's just in a while. call
0: them the organization.
1: The organization, I like that. And <laughs> but that show had sunk some like strings. Like, hey, this is more plausible than. What is it like other ideas that I've like thought, no ways is not possible. This is like, whoa, this is actually uh, raises some interesting points. So to give a bit of description, lizard people have basically two abilities. Ability to disguise, so like I say, transform, shape, shift. But journey into humans, just to make it more comfortable when interacting with humanity. And they also have the ability to climb a surface, like any like lizard or generally some lizards can do. a bit supernatural in that way but there there's one incident where people want to claim is all this is confirmation of lizard people which i have to say this instance is a bit shaky like how does this is linked to lizard people but i'm going to mention it anyways because maybe someone in, in the audience will tell me the exact science of like oh this is definitely a lizard person or lizard people incident. and so in downtown manhattan there was an explosion at a building called, called AT&T. And due to this explosion, network communication for the entire area was down for quite a while. So quite a few, quite a number of days. So there's no good network communication. Now, it was expl- the explosion was caused by a single bomber. And out of all the possible people that could have died, it was only the bomber himself that died. Based on the bomber, the bomber's background, he has some very extra paranormal views of the world where he believes in aliens and a whole bunch of other things including lizard people now a lot of people are on the side that this may be a lizard person event or incident is because they state that lizard people generally try to cover something up by mockery of the person like really restrain their reputation as a scientist or they completely silence everything of that instance and why they raised that as like, well, the, the, the facts of that incident were very shaky. Like, nothing seemed to be concrete, or all was done by speculation of why the guy decided to bomb the building. And a lot, it's it's kind of a factor where lizard people will try to hide their identity. And a lot, for me, it's like, this could have just been a random instance. But at the same time, you have to kind of think that this person may have had. Maybe you got too close to the situation and the will people just said that we have to do something about this one person. But again, why why do why go that extra mile to prove to get rid of this person if it's gonna make you seem like this is more of a plausible event? Why not just like keep the person shouting nonsense and then have nothing come from the nonsense? Uh, makes you question things. <laughs> but yeah, that would that, that's my candidate for most likely to be existing, the supernatural. I forgot to mention one point, is that where the lizard people generally reveal themselves is in underground or subterranean and obviously when they need to interact with humanity or control the events they come up.
0: Hmm, interesting, okay.
1: Although I'm questioning now because Jotun, Jotun falls, falls a lot of those categories and he even strengthened those categories. Warm, <laughs> warm, warm temperatures, hot climates Hmm...
0: <laughs> yeah again, I neither confirm nor deny anything okay, so uh I like yours, although it it wasn't something that I ever thought that I I even considered for this but that's that's just because I can't think of everything but yeah <laughs> considering all of the factors lizard people could be could be that, although that's a a bit of a cons- conspiratorial, vibes
1: coming from there as well. <laughs> but they're all around us. <laughs> you know, it's one of them.
0: <laughs> but it's an interesting thing because I, I always thought of it in terms of the conspiracy and never as a supernatural creature. But uh you've opened my eyes a bit on that.
1: Well the reason why I say it's more it could be classified as a supernatural because the abilities is pretty supernatural. Like I agree yeah, with you. Yeah definitely
0: th- shape shifting.
1: Exactly and they're very well organized. I will give you that. But the mm. abilities are supernatural, and they, I felt like they could fall under that category quite close because I didn't see many like what category would they be classified otherwise than that aliens maybe possible
0: yeah no, but i I think given the fact that they were meant uh, that you said they they are thought to have settled the the planet so long ago. Like eons and eons ago in the evolutionary t- chain, I think it would be safe to say that they are rather supernatural creatures. Sure. But my contender for this one is well, I'm a
1: for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something that we've talked about in the past, but I didn't get into too much detail about them themselves, but more something that was a little bit adjacent towards it. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about fairies. Fairies are i think one of the most likely supernatural creatures that actually exist and i say that because of everything they're associated with and also their the the widespread nature of them now fairies have been drawn back or draw back to various dif- different cultures and in fact whole families of cultures namely the Celtics, the Brythonic, the Germanic, and Slavic traditions. And they are... uh, We we commonly think of, well, modern pop culture commonly thinks of them as these little humanoid things with like glowy, sprinkly wings and have a bit of fairy dust and stupid stuff like that a la Cinderella and Peter Pan and things. But... Fairies are actually very different inside the folklore and the real world beliefs about them. Now, they they go back to like the Middle Ages in the 1200s or the 13th century. And they probably come from even older and more diverse regions as well, because that's probably just when they were written down. Before that, people were talking or noting more like big deeds that were happening in history and things that had to do with religiosity and the faith and documentary reasons um, and, and trade and stuff. But when they properly got to talking about different cultures and different peoples, then this kind of thing started to come about. So um, the different names for fairies, including Fae, which is spotlight in three different ways, fairy, fairy, fire, uh, and it's all believed to come from the Latin word fata or fatum which meant fate as in like your destiny and it depended on the region in which it was found. Naturally in French it would have been fair or fair and is thought to have been in that region at least something to do with women and their magical skills. So I think there might even be a bit of a mix with beliefs about witchcraft and witches having familiars too. But I think one of the clear distinctions that can be drawn between them and other things like the familiars and whatever is that they were entirely metaphysical, supernatural or preternatural. They're not humans and they're definitely not animals there's something in between so that they're thought to be in our world but have like these magical powers that they can use for their own will and exactly how they they do use it depends on where you find their stories to come about so lots of people think that they use their uh their powers in order to help mankind this is more like the, the typical fairy beliefs like you wake up in the m- after a long night, and then the cobbler has more shoes in his shop because the fairies they work in the night and things <laughs> like that. But actually, there are a lot of beliefs about them being mischievous and malevolent, like having true malice behind them. And this is, say. for me, the part where it gets really fun because there's a real dark side to the fairies or as they're also called, the fair folk. They're often called other things like the little people, the hidden people, the people of peace, the good folk and such. But uh, the reason why they are called that is because they actually don't like to be called fairies or fae or anything like that. And I think they just, in general, don't like attention to be called towards them. And I think it's because of... The differences in which the differences that we see in their different temperaments between what we would view as the good fairies and the bad fairies. So, yeah, calling them by their names is something that would actually piss them off. And it's not really something that you should worry about if it's a good fairy, but it's an understatement to call it a, a no no for the wicked fairies. And they're two particular things that are really troubling about them. That's that they actually really dislike kindness. Just like the concept of kindness. And for me, that's a bit off-putting. And they also really don't like humans. Um, uh, Yeah, they really don't like us. We actually have many different ways of pissing them off. That's just because they're plain old corrupt and they like to do a few... Things that we would view more like pranks, including tangling someone's hair, messing with their sense of direction, stealing from them, robbing them, and confusing them. But then there are also far more troubling things that they would do, like bite people, bring them into trances, get them to have basically epileptic fits, or what was called being fairy struck in ye old days uh, or the old days. Cursing them into dancing until they die, literally drowning them, turning them into animals or beasts, offering their souls to the devil, uh, <laughs> making entire—that's <laughs> a hardcore indeed—making entire fields of crop go bad, causing people to be sick, enslaving them, kidnapping them, murdering babies and children, or abduct- abduct- abducting them. Remember, everyone, we talked about this a bit in the past and I was talking about changelings and how they abducted babies and were, well, no, fairies abducted babies and replaced them with changelings. And this shows how bad they can be. So amongst the fairies, there are two types. There are what's called the seelie court, which were the good ones, and the unseelie court, which were the bad ones. The the meaning of the root, the word seely comes from being lucky, happy, or blessed, and so the seely courts were the good ones, and the unseely were the bad. Again, and the unseely ones were meant to be ugly, like terribly ugly, compared to the the seely ones. So I, I I guess we can kind of understand why they have such a bad temperament. Like if <laughs> if you're really ugly compared to even people let alone the the pretty fairies then i think you have a reason to be a bit a bit mean although it's a it's a bit of a weak reason <laughs> yeah and so uh, there these are called by different names in other traditions i think that was the celtic one there were the kobolds which i believe were the germanic type then there were the red caps which were also Germanic, coming from like the mining hats that miners would wear. The Tilworth-Teg, which sounds Gaelic to me. The gan which also seems Gaelic. And yeah, a lot of things. But so yeah, those are my favorites. You can actually do a few things to get rid of them or defend yourself as well, like hanging an iron horseshoe, Because iron was believed to get rid of like bad juju, keeping a four-leaf clover, but good luck finding one. And just like wearing other charms and things, you know. So yeah. The fairies. That's what I would say is the most likely.
1: uh, It's a very good, very good contender, I have to say that, because if I was not gonna pick like lizard people, fairies made the most sense as well. Because there's just there's too much mystical magic behind them and the stories behind the fairy people that it it's it i agree with you 100 percent although i well no I actually i cannot de- denounce it in any way really because huh. there's, there's, there's times where I, I like i'm sure i lose socks and i'm thinking something supernatural must have happened here because <laughs> the sock can't just disappear yeah. i have one sock that's now completely gone i'm like what happened to the sock i look in the laundry and it's gone i'm like something must have happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I must say, I'd, I'd, I'd like us to quickly give just a close runner up for our creatures. Um, we don't need to go into detail or anything, but they're actually kind of linked to my close runner up, just in my own opinion, because I was going to say like the witch is familiar as, as that. And there's actually a witch is familiar from South Africa specifically that, actually tick a few boxes of the fairy and but i think that, that that fairies could actually be witches familiars from you know the the old world the europe as well for me it's the tokoloshi but <laughs> <laughs> some of the the similarities that i see is that witches would actually go through this this process of making tokoloshi's which is like sticking metal implements in the uh, corpse's head and things like that and basically raise a zombie to be this which is familiar but now that i'm looking at some of the things we can do to get rid of them it says stuff like don't chop off fairy trees or thorn trees and like i think if i think about it africa is full of acacias mm-hmm. so maybe that's also got something to do with the fairies and that yeah
1: for, for people at home acacia trees are have these massive thorns. I remember like, walking past it them, like, you step on this thing and it's it's standing upright for some random reason. That thing is going, like, almost through your foot. <laughs> yeah,
0: they can... They, I think they grow, like, four to five inches long.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's creepy stuff.
1: Very much so. But
0: what was your brief runner-up?
1: It would be very similar to your fairy one, but I would go more for gnomes of some kind, where... They're Mm. small enough to kind of get away with antics, but they are obviously still quite magical in a certain way because I think the gnomes have like some secret system where they're able to obviously hide and go around the world wherever they need to and they cause mischief. But I also think that they don't need to be around humanity too often. I think that because there's yeah. also s- stories where, like you say, fairies will come do clothes, to f- fix clothes and do that kind of stuff. There's also stories where gnomes also come and do s- something similar where they fix their cobbler shoes and all kind of things. So yeah. it's very similar to fairies, but I felt like maybe fairies was a little bit too magical. And I think like hardy gnomes would just be like, these are like the men and women that would be able to do the small things that you never really understood or understand how, but they're there. Yeah.
0: yeah it's 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 really interesting if if anybody if any of my audience goes to look at some fairy lore the the kinds of magic that they do aren't the really explicit type that we would normally asso- associate with magic it's more like they're able to access a place that we are not able to access and it's it's more like they go to a parallel world that at the same time isn't the spirit world and that's something which really fascinates me
1: i also have such great fantasy. Fanci- like i also love that idea and i also like yeah. say man i would love to go for that world it might be the end of me but boy that would be <laughs> like a droid just to go walk around for like at five minutes before they realize human. And then they like all pile me with like these sticks and magic.
0: (laughs) I actually, I actually think that we wouldn't like it at all because I think it's like a really cruel and dark world. If you are, well, I would think so because why else would they want to come here? And then also, I I think it's got something to do with mirrors and yeah, you can just imagine how backwards everything literally would be there. (laughs) But okay. So the next one I'll ask you is what's the most frightening supernatural creature that you can find? Uh, Do you want to go first or would you like me to go first?
1: I would like to go first because I think I might be the one that steals your one if you would allow me. Because you mentioned it a few times during your fairy talk. And I said the most fearful supernatural, I'll try to keep this short so you can still have our mystery topic. That would be evil witches. Just the... You played you play Blade Witch, Jotun's released one video, never re- released another video of Blair Witch. But he's played play Witch once and...
0: Coming, coming, coming to a theater near you. <laughs> Number two. Part two.
1: I'm waiting. I've been waiting for so long. But, coming back to the point, I think evil witches are one of the most terrifying things, ter- terrifying supernatural creatures in the world. I would take any supernatural creature of over a Blair witch or not Blair witch, a evil witch to come and attack me or do something evil to me, because those ladies have too much power under their arm, their, their arsenal that they can f you up in too many different ways, and it's limitless because they could curse you. They have rituals. They can charm you. They can transform into your worst nightmares. They have sometimes they're depicted with supernatural strength as well as super speed they and they, they they don't the worst thing about them is that they evil not to kind of kill you but to cause as much misery to you as possible and that is the worst to be in a consistent misery state where they could kill you they probably will kill you but they will make it in the most painful sadistic way possible and witches, she's like you mentioned familiars they are they're smart in their own ways but what makes me fear them more is that the unknown power they still have at their arsenal they could do too many evil things to you that would last a lifetime and it's just something that would These so witches have been depicted over in so many regions around the world but and depicted over time in many ways some of them lure small children oh, well quite often the evil witches lure slash eat small children. often cannibalism. But sometimes... the them will st- Exactly. them up
0: with sweet treats and things.
1: Exactly. And sometimes they do something good just because they thought, eh, I'll do a favor for you, but it'll cost you later. And that is <laughs> the worst deal because it's a deal where <laughs> you know you owe them, but you don't know when you're going to owe them or what you're going to owe them. But you owe them something very life-changing. You owe them. And... I I feel that element of them having this magic, this because they're often depicted as being closely associated with with a demonic being or an evil entity where they gain most of their power. So not all witches are bad. Some, they're obviously good witches, as we've seen in Harry Potter, if you want to classify that. But I'm focusing on evil witches because those are the witches that have been corrupted by power, greed, and... They, they use their power primarily to cause misery and harm to humans. That's the, if you look up the definition of a witch, that's generally what the most common definition coming up. And common examples of evil witches is Wicked Jenny, which is a Britain witch where she would lure children to either drown them or eat them to, to near her river and depicted as a green witch with sharp teeth. Another common witch, which a lot of people are kind of iffy on if it's either evil or good, or I think more evil than good, is Baba Yaga, which Yoten obviously I was can so give so us... thinking. Yeah, 100%. So, I actually read up a little bit on Baba Yaga, and people often think that Baba Yaga is a witch, but is a special witch. Like, she's something beyond a witch. So, she's moved beyond just the simple being, oh, I'm an evil witch. <laughs> she's <laughs> beyond that. And I have to agree because there's often other depictions where she's also shown to be doing good and I think she's in a special realm.
0: She's like a witch that just decided to embrace the crazy.
1: <laughs> exactly. 100%. And But that's why, look, I would still be entirely freaked out. But any other entity you could kind of fight off, but I feel like a witch, a witch doesn't need to fight you. It can that they can attack you in many different ways. And having mm. a curse that is lifelong or attacking you mentally is something a witch has the power to do. And they're not feeble, like I say. Sometimes the witches are, have these immense powers. It's depending on what they feel like doing to you. Maybe they're going to say, oh, you think you're strong. Okay, and then you see this feeble arm come up at you and then completely destroy your arm in the arm wrestling match. This is something that's like, holy crap, this thing that could just End me, but it's toying with me. It's like a cat with a mouse. It's like, I'm just going to play yeah. around with you until you either break mentally or if you break physically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that that's actually quite true because here in Africa, for example, there's a lot of beliefs and folklore about witches basically astral projecting themselves uh, during like a trance state into the big predator animals that Ugh. we find here in Africa and so sometimes if you're just um, like their tell tale signs like bright glowing green eyes and if you see a leopard or a cheetah or a hyena in the middle of the night and they look at that or look at you with those bright eyes and they hunt you then you know that's a witch that's actually in a chance that's trying to kill you but okay wow that's a a pretty good one i guess or (laughs) i admit so the most terrifying one i find is is one that's a bit of a trope and a cliche in culture but i feel that probably the creepiest thing for me and most terrifying is when there's something that is similar to a human but is animal animal enough that it's intelligent and it gets so it gets that from its human side but then also the, the raw physical power and stature and ferocity of the animal world and so it's probably one of my favorite supernatural creatures and that's the werewolf now beliefs about the werewolf go back all the way to ancient greece and very likely even further back beyond that. And, dude, I just, I think that there's too much, there's, there's too much historical accounts of it for it to not, like, for it all to be fabricated. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's so, it's so creepy, dude. Like, the physical stature that they achieve because of being a wolf. And, like, if you even imagine how they run, like that loping gait of of, of a werewolf, man. It's like a hunched over human that is able to leap like 10 meters just with its normal stride and can jump much further and higher if need be. And like the, the kind of damage that something equipped with the fangs and the mouth of a bear and a wolf and a lion can do if it was actually really intelligent is, is something that really terrifies me like it if, if 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 i wasn't a bit more secure in my environment and things <laughs> it would actually keep me up at night um and that's before you even get to the other aspects of of wolves which is like pack mentality and pack hunting mm-hmm. and in real life the danger of wolves in uh, the pre-modern world was such a true reality like if if you were if you weren't in a secure settlement in the middle of winter but like in a, a cabin in the woods or something completely isolated even if you had a bunch of people with you or if you were traveling in winter with a big convoy of like 30 people wolves were a serious threat because in winter they would get hungry and they wouldn't have many other sources of food uh, that were easily easy to come by and so that's when predators become desperate and when predators become desperate and pack like pack formations that's when things get creepy and they're like these awesome historical accounts about the the beast of which people can read up about or peter stuber who was put on trial for being a werewolf in germany uh, gills or guy garnier from france jacques roulet from france also a lot of people from france let's just put it that way go if, if you guys go read up about it they're very interesting and interestingly enough they also have to do with witches so I think that people will find that to be an interesting read as well. Hmm? But um, I'm not going to give you guys too much information about werewolves because I think we all know them quite well. But I would say look up exactly what the real-world folklore is and where the modern interpretations began, a la the silver bullets and stuff, because the, the old stuff is the really dark and interesting stuff. But Mackie... For the final question.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Before, before, before you go in there, just two points. So, werewolves is a very good one. I'll weaken your topic first and then strengthen it afterwards. Werewolves have been poorly depicted by the Twilight series as sexy, strong men and very loyal. And I think those werewolves suck ass. But I won't suck lie; ass.
0: those are just big wolves.
1: One hundred percent. But huh. the one werewolf that made me crap my pants when I was younger was watching Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban and that's when, Ooh, remember yeah. that scene where he was a werewolf and Hermione and Harry were running away and they go into the dark woods and they're hiding behind the tree and this werewolf just like stops and then like sniffs and I remember my heart and pants dropping that I felt yeah, like dude. I was about to cry werewolves are yeah, freaking dude. terrifying <laughs>
0: They don't, they don't often put them in like, they don't often depict werewolves in terms of a predator hunting you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the context in which it would be truly frightening. Because if uh, you, when an apex predator is on the hunt, literally all the life inside that the area around it shuts up. Like <laughs> crickets and things stop making noises. Insects stop making noises. Birds shut the hell up. Oh, and that's when you got to be scared. Most of the time they'd like depicted as either henchmen in, mm-hmm. in media or like someone going through the experience of being it, but I don't think they, they show that much of like a well-trained well or not well-trained, um, experienced predator on the loose. That's when you should shit your pants. <laughs> well,
1: that's why Harry Potter prison Azkaban, they nailed that scene. Like, I, yeah. I'm i I'm still, to this day, a little hesitant to watch it because of that scene of them running away from Werewolf Professor is probably the yeah. scariest scene I can think of that comes to my mind. It's like, that is burst into my memory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, shot is that both the detractor and the strengthener?
1: A hundred percent. More of a strengthener. I just wanted to make a little fun uh, and then tell you about how I a hundred percent agree with you that a Werewolf if that thing is hunting you, you will be crapping your pants.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the Twilight si- series did a few supernatural creatures justice. Oh,
1: so I yeah. think
0: I think the the werewolf didn't get the, the worst end of the stick over there.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the final question. What supernatural creature do you actually want to exist?
1: Ooh, very good question. Yeah,
0: because normally... Uh, I thought this would be interesting because normally we hear about supernatural creatures in a bad context because they are creepy. But which, yeah, which, which do you actually want to exist?
1: You go first because my my like a, a first one that will come to my mind would be a leprechaun, but I don't want that to be existent because leprechauns are also highly mischievous and can f you up. So you go first, and then while well, I think of an appropriate.
0: Oh crap! Now you put me on the spot. Um, You I haven't had time to <laughs> think of
1: this I have no idea, this yeah. is a new topic to me
0: <laughs> Yeah, so one of the things that makes talking about supernatural creatures a, a bit difficult is there comes a point where we're talking about mythological things instead of supernatural things mm. and my, my gut feeling would say that I would like the phoenix to be my Uh, My Supernatural Creature.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah, but I do think that that is a bit more like mythology because I I don't know if there are any modern uh, encounters or sightings of the phoenix or anything like that. But I do know about the Thunderbird from Native America or like Aztec traditions. And I have heard things before about the Thunderbird and sightings of that and some people do also think that it is instead a cryptid but i don't think it would be the case the the motivation they make for that is like there's this massive eagle that used to live in the period of the megafauna in the ice age or something and that's what they think like the people that say it's a cryptid think it is but i don't think so man like Thunderbird and only being seen during storms and stuff, I think would be a bit more associated with the supernatural, and especially if they are believed to actually cause storms and things to come about. Mm. Okay. And yours?
1: My one is very hard to describe because uh, it would be a druid, a tree druid, or that kind of thing, where they would be basically people of the forest. Where obviously they are, they've been depicted in many ways of like caretakers of forests, and I would I would think that it would be pretty cool to exist because if we do mean were,
0: a, do you mean a druid or like a uh, ant?
1: Not an ant, not an ant. So okay. a druid, as a, in terms of people of the forest, not elves like caretakers. Uh, okay, like they often depicted as like people who. Generally, not like a group of people. It's generally like a, a single person per big forest, and they generally like walk around, make sure everyone around them is, uh, so by everyone around them. I mean, like all animal life or life in general is well protected and preserved, uh, looking after the forest against major di- disasters and damages. And they generally considered caretakers of the forest. Like I know yeah. in Africa, there's also that legend uh, the, the the legend of I don't know what his name is, but it's basically a man formed of many pieces of animal, and he's, like, the caretaker of, like, a variety of animals. And there's, like, an amazing oasis, and he's, he's like, the caretaker of that. And I think Druids would be, would really be cool to be existent because having them to kind of also aid and look after the world in that way would be cool. But, again, Druids are not the kind of people that, oh, they're just peace-loving hippies. Nah, they, they have power underneath Thanks. their hands. Think of Gaia. <laughs> ooh, boy, they would mess you up. Control of the Earth. Ooh, but yeah. Jews would be pretty cool.
0: Okay, okay. I never thought of them as supernatural creatures either. But look, dude, I'm, I'm. I don't agree with you that they are supernatural creatures, but I'm gonna take your side here and try to explain why they are. Don't you think it's interesting how we don't have any written records of their culture and how? Like, the fact that the only way to learn their traditions was through direct instruction. Like, they they were an order of people, but the fact that we lost all knowledge of them because it wasn't written down, Mm. and you had to be, like, actually go through the ceremonies and things and be taught by them yourself. I think the fact that there's no... Accounting of their like their ways and the things they did, like including the magic, I think that that's a, a reason to say that they're supernatural.
1: Oh no, because you see the the one that I'm trying to think here, I'm trying to look for the the right name. They then you see that they they're not human in any ways. They're not like the human druids that we commonly think in, like in our DD spark casting and all that kind of stuff. They are entities that are like born and made from the forest. I'm trying to see if there's a specific name. Leshy? Leshy like,
0: Leshi, like this can- the Slavic one?
1: I'm, I'm trying to look for the- Leshy sounds pretty similar but they they generally like like what Jotun mentioned in one of his in the previous episodes of Ramble Shamble. They like a combination of animal, forest and human and they often, they've been depicted in a lot of large parts of Europe as people, the, the caretaker of forests. And that's why I think they, that they could fall more into the classification of supernatural because they they possess magics, they possess talents and skills that are way beyond any human. And I'm not con- I'm not, I am not, I'm know we have the word of Druid in the human society where they are like healers and uh, people of the cloth and that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know the right name to distinguish between them besides saying they're forest or uh, forest druids. And uh, intimately, then the scrappernets, uh, you see, I don't find a, a, enough, a nice enough name to kind of say, this is what you must look up. Because if you guys look up <laughs> forest druids, you'll find them quite different to being depiction from humans. Yeah. That's, a, that's the thing. It's, it's hard to, like the cult of druids are also something there. But again, <laughs> you guys yeah. can obviously debate like...
0: I think you're talking about the leshy. Most likely. Yeah. And even if you're not, I think that it's close enough to the idea. And it's something that most listeners, granted they are interested in this kind of stuff, will already be familiar with as well. Although Leshis are also pretty scary. Like they murder people if you're in <laughs> the forest. No, that's <laughs> what I'm
1: saying. No, no Lishi is the right description because I'm looking at it now online, and it does fall the categr- the categories of what I was trying to explain, where they're caretakers. But if you mess with them, they will f you up.
0: Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. So that was our episode on supernatural creatures today, everyone. Please let us know whose one you think is the most likely, which one of us also had the most terrifying. And although uh, I don't really want you guys to give a, give me anything about what do you actually want to exist, I don't really care that much, to be honest. I do care about which ones you guys think are most frightening and which ones you guys think are most likely to exist. And we will probably make a ramble shrapnel episode about that. Well, we definitely will, not just probably. And... You can find that on a separate playlist called Bamble Shrapnel. That's where we take little bits and pieces of it, uh, all of the main episode, based on your guys' feedback, and talk about that for a bit. That's how we like you guys to contribute. And you will be able to find those episodes where,
1: Mackie? So guys, you can find out all our episodes on pretty much every podcast and platform. I'll mention some briefly. That includes Apple, Spotify, Pocket Podcasts, Google Stitcher she's podcast at this there's so many podcast apps out there but you'll pretty much find (laughs) it to search Ramble Ramble Shamble and you'll pretty much hit the nail on the head pretty much uh, all the time I say pretty much because when you type Ramble Shamble it doesn't come in the search bar when you press that little enter button you'll see we're there we're there and we also have a YouTube channel which you guys can find quite easily and subscribe and hit that like button obviously and guys don't forget that we also have a Discord channel it's a way for you guys to come chat with us, play games with us, join us in certain podcast episodes if you want to. Maybe tell us certain podcast ideas that you would love to hear us speak and ramble all about. And again, guys, we try to release these videos as often as we can on every Thursday. And we have our little shrapnel episodes to keep you busy in the in between those longer episodes that we love to share with you. And guys, do not forget that we must all hail our lizard people. I hope I have pleased you, Master Yotun, lizard people leader.
0: Yes, very much so. My 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 most astute subject.
1: Thank you, Master.
0: <laughs> okay everyone, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye guys.